0: Hello, and welcome back to American Muslim Project. I'm Asad But. American Muslim Project is a podcast where we chat with Muslims in America that are doing cool things. Today's guest is Saad Munir. Saad is the host of Storytime, a podcast about all things real estate. We produce it here at Rafaleon. He was born in Karachi, Pakistan, but then moved to the States before he was one years old. He's been living in greater Boston ever since. Saad is a real estate agent and investor. He works for a company called Tori, hence the name Storytime, and is trying to help revolutionize the home buying experience. Saad is obsessed with all things real estate, as you'll be able to tell from our conversation and from all the fun videos he posts on his social media accounts. You definitely have to check them out. There are really some very funny videos in there. We'll talk about all that and so much more up after the break. This is American Muslim Project. Saad, welcome to American Muslim Project. So excited to have you on and for us to do this conversation this way. Okay, first question for you. I'm actually, my wife and I are in the market for a new house out here in Portland, Oregon. What advice would you give us? You know, we're looking to upgrade essentially to a new, new house. You know, if I was coming to you for the first time, what would you say to me?
1: I would say the people that have success in this market, number one, they stay active. Because you know, like there's not a lot of inventory up there, so you need to be on it. well, I should be you on can... the apps like every day you're saying you should be pretty regular okay. on it, yeah, <laughs> and then and, and, but not just you, you should have your agent being on it right, oh, so like, and their teams part of their job is to look at the market, scour it, look at off market options. I mean they're few and far between right now in this in this uh, environment, but you should have help to look at what's out there and I mean with supply being so low like something can be on one day and gone and
0: oh man less than I feel like
1: that's what we so, were
0: supposed to that that's what we were told at the height of the market when it was super hot but you're saying even now like we No like, even
1: now even with interest rates high it still happening I mean cuz at the end of the day it would uh everything is supply and demand and there's just not enough supply Wow that's so there. fascinating So so I would say, yeah that's that's number 1 and number 2 Because interest rates are so high, keep a long-term perspective on this. You can imagine, like, you know, when interest rates go down, sure, like it's more attractive, but it's attractive for everybody, more attractive for everybody. So you're going to end up paying more. Yes, with a lower interest rate, but essentially your payment could end up being the same as if you bought today. Oh my goodness. So buying now and refinancing later, if you can afford to do so, is definitely the right way to do it. Again, that's not going to work for everybody, but. If you can't afford to do that, it's the right play.
0: Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And you know, so I have now. So I'm whatever forty four, about to turn forty five, and I have. you don't look it. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I have now purchased two properties. So we, I had one in Boston that I sold, and then but now in Portland we own a house out here. And I, I, I just read that the average, you know, person buys three houses in their lifetime, and I felt. Like I didn't learn any lessons from the first time I did it to the second time I did it. And so I guess how much of your job is just like really being that guide and educating the buyer on the process again and again and again?
1: I would say that is 90% of like the benefit of an agent, a good agent, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Is to educate people, be their guide, challenge them. Challenge you them. You know, like, you know, that's like a really important part what, of my job. What
0: do you, so explain that.
1: So sometimes my clients, like, they'll be like, no, this is the way that we're going to do it. You know, like hard sell, like, you know. I want that pool or I want that whatever. Yeah. You know, like sometimes they have unrealistic expectations. So I have to coach them on that. Sometimes they feel like, you know, really playing hardball in a situation, not understanding that if they lose out, what that means for them later on. So again, long-term perspective. So, so challenging them is actually a really important part of my job. And I don't, I tell my clients when I first meet with them, like, you know, my job is not to be a yes man. That's great. Right. It's not to be your friend. It's, it's to be your agent, it's to be a realtor. And part of that is really educating you, not agreeing with everything that you say, all that kind of stuff. So to your question, yeah, 90% of it is that guidance piece, that education piece. Yeah, yeah. So
0: how did you get involved with this you this is like a, a career change for you right like you started off in sales I think right sales and in tech companies and then you went into real estate tell me that story
1: so out of school um I was a financial advisor for several years um, and that's when one I learned about, a lot about personal finance but looking at people's situations and seeing where majority of their net worth was sitting and Kind of the decisions they made. I mean, it was really interesting to see how much of a role real estate had played uh, in their uh, financial situation, their financial well being, et cetera. Um, So that's where I first got interested in real estate. But uh, I bought my first property in 2013. uh, And that's when I got hooked on just, you know, like the importance of owning property. And Um, and that property, you
0: you didn't, you also had had expect you and your wife had expectations about what what you wanted from that property right yeah like
1: i mean I, we knew we wanted to be close to the city and our, our expectation was yeah it's going to grow in value but we have no idea we did not know what was how to forecast or anything like that zero clue but but it was more of a lifestyle decision for mm. us and and really that was you know 75 percent of it but i also knew it was going to grow in value and that was going to benefit us later for sure so, yeah, yeah um so yeah
0: yeah and so you became a realtor at what point a couple of years ago, I think right?
1: yeah, so seven years after I bought my first property, I got my license, and I got my license mainly to benefit like my own. Uh, portfolio.
0: Oh, right? interesting. So, for your portfolio. own investment purposes, yeah, and you yeah. didn't think that you would be servicing other clients. You just wanted to build your own.
1: Initially, no. My my, my thought was, you know, hey, I'm going to get access to MLS. I'll develop connections that would be super helpful. Maybe I can meet other investors that are like like minded. Blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. But it just so happened, like you said, you know, my background is in tech sales. After I was financial advisor, I was in tech sales for ten years. One of the engineers at the previous one of the previous startups i worked at he started tory so oh, he and i had stayed in touch we have mutual interest in real estate and he was the one he's like hey you're getting a your license join us help us out and one thing led to another and now i'm doing this amazing
0: himself. amazing and so what what is your day-to-day like what is it what is the day-to-day like for a realtor my, my impression is that you know every day on the weekends you name it you are touring people around different houses is that is that real
1: weekends yes <laughs> Weekends, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's where you know, there's a lot of open houses and what have you. Obviously during the week there are private showings as sure. well. But no two days are the same, no two weeks are the same. There's some weeks I won't do a single showing, maybe not submit a single offer. Wow. There are other weeks where I'll be doing showings five out of seven days oh and submitting ten offers. Like hey, it's it's and you it's like always that. changing. Yeah, yeah. I like it. You know, sometimes you need those lulls. <laughs> To reset because like, for example, the past couple of weeks have been insane and I'm excited for the next few days to be a little bit more calm because I did four inspections in two days, which was like, my mind is like, (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know, like uh, obviously, I mean, in this business, you need to stay busy. And if you're not thinking about feeding the top of the funnel and like keeping deals moving and making sure clients are being taken care of, et cetera. You know, you don't want too long of a loan. Yeah. But, so,
0: <laughs> you know, I guess my impression would have been that with the rising interest rates, that it would have slowed down a little bit or a lot, I guess. I would have expected that. And that, that hasn't been the
1: case for you? Thankfully, no. You know, people need to buy and sell all the time. You know, r- r- real estate never sleeps. Yeah, especially always... probably in
0: Boston where a lot of
1: yeah, people
0: yeah. come for a couple of years or whatever.
1: Yeah. and And really, I mean, like, honestly... Everywhere there's business happening, there are deals happening. It's just a matter of kind of, you know, being top of mind and being like knowing people knowing that you're a, a helpful resource. So that's, that's how I've benefited and that like, you know, word of mouth referrals, like that kind of thing. So, yeah. So thankfully, business has been okay, even though interest rates have gone up. So, yeah. yeah, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll do a little bit more with Sam Lanier.
0: Welcome back to American Muslim Project. My guest today is Saad Munir, real estate guru, expert, you name it. I guess you you call yourself a real estate nerd. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. And, yeah, and,
0: I... and this is a passion later on in life, as we, as we kind of discussed. I, I was reading some of your reviews, and by the way, your reviews are just glowing, and you have multiple of them across the internet. One of them said that you once said that making an offer is like cooking a dish. Can you describe what you mean by that?
1: A lot of people think that an offer is just the price, right? Yeah, there are a, a ton of ingredients that go into sure. it. Like there's the six six main ones. Wait, uh, wait. oh, so, so there's
0: six that. Made, like, what are those?
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, so the 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 price, of course, yeah. that's the first thing that any seller or their agent will see. Uh, there's the three contingencies, three which conting- are. Yeah. So there's the inspection contingency, okay, yeah, which sure. obviously everybody and their mom knows about. Yeah. Um there's the mortgage contingency okay. and people that's kind of black and white, but uh, but that's an important one. Um and there's the appraisal contingency, which mm. is probably the least top sure. But also a really important one. There's the offer deposit, so like the earnest money. Sure. That probably most people know that that phrase. And then the close date, so timing. Oh, so all of those make up an offer, yeah. make up the actual package or the dish. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, that's where that's where that came from. And most people, I've had people who worked with agents before and they didn't even know that yeah. it was more about, it was that all of those things go into an offer. And literally every offer I put in, we talk about all six. Oh,
0: that's great. That's
1: fantastic. Do you have any
0: like crazy stories that have happened in terms of either offers or like deals that you've been able to do, uh, you know, for your clients? I would love to hear one or two.
1: I mean, I definitely have. There's a lot of stories, but but I guess an important couple of important ones uh, or important situations is like I had clients who submitted offers on properties. They didn't win, mm, right? Sure. And 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 I always tell clients, like, look, if you're interested in a property, regardless of the price, regardless of what your offer is going to be, put an offer. If you're if you're if it's like at least an eight out of ten, that's the scale I use. Okay, yeah, right?
0: Okay, right. If
1: you tell me a place is eight out of ten, I'm going to tell you you should put it off. For How it, often right? is it ten right? out of
0: ten for for people?
1: Never, because yeah. the perfect house doesn't exist, yeah.
0: right? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so that's why. Like, I asked. I, if, yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay.
1: And I've had clients who are like, "Oh, it's so close, so close. So that, that that that's great. Sure. So then, like, let's let's you know, put a real effort towards it." But uh, a couple of these situations, I had clients submit offers that did not win. Right? What happened was the winning offer fell through mm. because of mortgage or because one of one something of happened at yeah, the sure. job, yeah. or whatever. Yep. Right. Then my clients, you know, I get a call saying hey, from the listing agent, being like, "Hey, the offer fell through. Are your clients still interested?" Right. If my clients had not put that initial offer in, we would have never even had that chance oh, to, to swoop in and and, and and win a property that was actually a really good fit for those clients. So, I guess moral for, from that story is that like, if you're interested, like, don't worry about the end result. Like, just do it. Worst case scenario, you will learn about the market, sure. learn yeah. about what the dynamics are. And it's just going to make you that much better later on. Best case scenario, such so something like that happens where, you know, you have an opportunity to get a property you are really excited. Yeah, no, that's really,
0: that's really great.
1: I wonder, you
0: know, the thought that just kind of crossed my mind is how much of your role is kind of couples counseling where one person in the group, well, you know, one person wants this and the other wants this and then like. You end up seeing fifty properties, and they can never agree. Like, how much? How much of your your job is like trying to bring them together? Does that happen? Am I just? Yeah, am yeah, I just, no, I, mean, it I feel does. like that, might, it does. that. probably happens a lot.
1: It does, and that's why that you know that scale of eight to, of one out of ten. I tell them, I'm like, look, you both are going to have your own numbers. Just give me the average. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just give me the average. I don't want to do that yeah. game, and it's it really is like it's their decision, yeah. right? My job is not to tell them. Which house is a good fit for them? That's not my job at all. My job is you tell me something's an eight out of 10 or more. My job is to help you get it. Right. So, uh, so, and that's when my job gets really interesting. And, and, you know, like sometimes are there situations where we're seeing, you know, 20, 25 homes? Yes. That's, and that's part of the game. There's others I see one and we put it off right and it gets accepted. So that happens sometimes. Everyone's situations are different and, think as an asian like you have to be prepared for that yeah for sure
0: i wonder you know what advice do you give people who are maybe you know gen zers millennials who are going for their first time buying a home you know what is it you know especially i guess the conventional wisdom out there right now is that it's it's hard for a lot of millennials and gen z's to 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 get into the real estate game well what advice would you give them you know for someone who's Kind of thinking maybe they want to buy a home in the next five years. You know, what I guess, what would you, what advice
1: would you give them? A couple of things. I would say like start building your team now. Like by team, I mean like, you know, a good agent, a, a lender, right? Start having conversations with like, you know, if you're going to have, if you're going to have a partner like that you're buying with, whether it's like your spouse or somebody else, sure. right? Start figuring that stuff out sooner rather than later. It's never too early, honestly. Uh, but there is time value of money here. Yeah. So, like, the sooner you can do it, the better it's going to be for you. Because I think in the last eighty years or ninety years or whatever, there's been three years where real estate prices have not gone up. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so like, you're going to be paying more later on. Sure. Um, so, but having that team you can start to kind of like develop a plan that makes sense for you. Sure, No two plans are the same. So you can talk to friends, you can talk to family, but your fa- your plan is going to be different than theirs. So having professionals that understand that is really, really important. Yeah, totally. No, that
0: is that is great advice. And I wish that I had that, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I bought my first property, for sure. You have a new podcast on our Rafaelio network. you want to share a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, so the podcast, so thanks to Asa, the Ari, and the Affiliate Team, is called Story Time. Um, it's just about you know real estate tips, tricks, and advice from you know like I mean yes, I guess I'm a real estate act, ec- but other other folks as well. Uh, it's a mix of like me sharing general thoughts on. You know, we have those like monologue type episodes where I get to share like thoughts on certain topics that I'm excited about when it comes to real estate. But we also bring guests on so they can share their take on certain areas that they specialize in, whether it's financing, the legal side, inspections, other agents, because, you know, obviously no two agents also have the same exact thoughts on everything so um so yeah so it's i think it's it's been really fun to to take part in that and uh and excited to see what comes of it i mean hopefully it's i mean I imagine the people that listen get some sort of benefit from <laughs> it and, and and we'll see where it goes yeah you know, I lots mean, more to come on
0: well look you know the reason I approach you is to to do this podcast is one you know i think that you you know you're building your social media presence I love the videos that you you've been doing you know not only about real estate but other stuff as well I think you're really funny and engaging as well and and I do think that your advice, you're I guess you're, I think you're really accessible, and your knowledge, obviously, you know, your expertise is also is also great. And so, yeah, for me, the you know, for for those that are interested in real estate and learning about you know how to purchase a home or how to you know build your investment portfolio or whatever, I feel like you know the podcast is just an easy you know entryway into getting that expertise not only from you but from all the guests as well. And so. I I love listening to it. I'm learning a lot. You know, every time the episode comes out and you did an episode recently on photography about how important the pictures are. And I think, you know, I knew that in my head, but, you know, n- now as I'm looking at real estate property, you know, like, it, it's, it's really interesting to see like it's my, glaring, yeah, right? my, yeah, my like... gut instinct on what, uh, how I react to a property based on how good the pictures yeah. are. Right. And so, um, yeah, so no, that that's super interesting so where is some place that people could find you
1: i mean they can instagram fairly active there in fact i got my my, i've set up my my instagram account specifically because i became became a realtor so that way you know people can easily get in touch with me dm me what have you so that's Saad munir the the i is a one so s-a-a-d-m-u-n-1-r is my instagram head
0: awesome any Um, parting advice for budding real estate
1: owners or professionals? Um, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is, I actually had a conversation with a new agent earlier today. He works for a different brokerage, but he wanted to kind of like pick my brain on a few things just to get started. And I told him the biggest thing when it comes to real estate, whether it's because he was interested on the investing side as well, is your mindset. Like, I get it. Everybody wants to make a lot of money. Yeah. Everybody wants a deal if they're trying to buy a property. Everybody wants something that's like cash flow positive up the wazoo. Like, I get it. Right. But you've got to have the right mindset, got to understand that good things take time. You have to understand that uh, there's no replacement for hard work. Yeah. And, and at some point, you just have to do it. You just got to take the leap of faith, whether you're an investor, whether you're an agent, whether you're a first time home buyer you've got to take the leap of faith there is such thing as analysis paralysis right and and real estate's no different so so yeah i mean just get the right help and, but at the end of the day if you if your mind is right you just got to jump into it and and good things will happen awesome
0: so thanks so much for being on american muslim project we look forward to hearing more on your podcast
1: i appreciate it man. always a pleasure
0: all right we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to do our sound check with Welcome back to American Muslim Project. It's now time for our sound check with producer Ari. All right, do you want to buy a house? You're a millennial. You're <laughs> One, Gen Zer. Uh, yeah. Are you able to
2: buy a house? <laughs> oh, I would love to buy a house someday. I would love to have a house, not to you know pay rent every month. Um, <laughs> but it's an absolutely terrifying thought to even be able to afford that. But like, it's always been like such a mysterious thing of how do you afford a house how do you what what does that look like yeah
0: i mean the the entire process is just crazy i mean and then you know once you're actually gone through it you know you looked at the house you've given the bank all the paperwork you've gotten the loan you've gotten the this that and the other thing then you have to like sit down and they have a stack of paper you know this big that you basically like you don't even know what you're signing and you just flip through and you sign it and you're like i you know i guess this is okay like and like
2: I could be signing away my firstborn, but it's I just so want to true. get through the stack.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my most recent one, you you know, go to the actual mortgage place and it's like they have like the pens out and everything. It was just like it's such a I mean, it's a huge event, right? And then afterwards you're like, Okay, I have the keys to a house. Like I could just go there now and like this thing is this thing is mine. This
2: but, is mine, I guess.
0: Yeah. What what other takeaways did you have from this conversation with up? South-
2: I really liked the bit about like, you know, you asked, do you ever play counselor here? And he's like, no, I just, just give me the average of what everyone I believes, of what everyone, what everyone feels on the things. I don't, I don't want to like get in between you and figure out where there's a house that you are excited about, totally. even if it's not perfect, because there are no perfect houses. Sada's is really great. Just just calmly educating you on the process and not making you feel stupid
0: you know i think that that's 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 a big thing in this where where everybody's coming in blind right unless you have experience but yeah totally
2: he has done a great job at building that into his podcast as well i'm sure a lot of listeners don't know i am the producer on his podcast on story time so you've been (laughs) learning all year long i have i have been secretly learning (laughs) i've been pulling all the information and getting just a lot of info that I wouldn't have known, a lot of stuff that still is sometimes overwhelming. I'm like, okay, what exactly is this loan that we're talking about? Or what is syndication? But he really explains things, uh, breaks them down. Um, like he, uh, on a previous episode, talked about like supply and demand houses. And it was like, how's there supply lack of so many houses? And talking about like the recent effects of how COVID affected the lumber industry and how that's affected the insurance industry and how that's affected the prices of houses in general and just going through everything step by step. It's a great conversation. And great podcasts as well, if if you were interested in this one. Yeah, totally.
0: Check. We we recommend you check it out. It's called Storytime, as Saad said. And the more people that we get to listen to that, the more likely that Ari will get a nice big bonus and they'll be able to afford a down payment on a house <laughs> in the future. And so, yes, we're yeah, all please. rooting for that to happen. So, yeah. Anyway, that's our show today. I want to thank Saad. I want to thank our producer, Ari. And I want to thank you. We'll see you all next week on American Muslim Project